I'm Steve. I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. Despite only spending about 90 days together before our wedding, we've now been married over 25 years. And we were only together for about two weeks before getting engaged. That might qualify us as 90 Day Fiancé OGs. Probably not, but that coupled with being super fans of the shows does qualify us to sit down each week and talk about the episodes, cast members, and the general chaos that surrounds their families. Just like ours. We are here today to talk about 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, Season 5, Episode 9. So much excitement this week. Definitely. Whole lot going on, so I think we'll just start out with the least exciting, other than Paul, because that's the least exciting. (laughs) Angela and Michael, they're sitting in, what is it, a bakery? Now that they're making wedding plans, and they were sort of making wedding plans, but without actually making wedding plans, because they weren't sure how it was going to get paid for yet, Hmm. at the beginning of the episode. They wanted to have a bigger wedding. I think they had to show some kind of significant ceremony. Yeah, because they're going to turn around and use the pictures and everything from the ceremony to help prove their case for a faster Hmm. spousal visa. In Nigeria, it is their tradition to have a big wedding. Everybody's got big weddings. What's the deal with big weddings? I don't do big weddings. She, of course, wants to taste the cake. Before got, choosing the cake. She seemed to like cake from the other episodes, cake wasn't it? Cake is something he has bribed her with many times in the past to smooth over little faux pas that she got upset about. I remember her hitting yeah, him in yeah. the face with a cake. Yeah, because she he made up with her a couple times with a cake, knowing that that's her favorite and she can't resist it. And so the last time he tried to give her a cake to make up for something she was PO'd about. She said, oh, that's not going to work this time, Michael, and smashed it right in his face. I think when you're going to do that, you you can't do it right away. I think it was on the same trip. (laughs) It'd be like have a cake in the back seat. I know I'm going to upset you. Well, it's so easy with her. It's like every day, so. Maybe Tim should have brought a cake with him. Maybe. Or a bakery. Or should have bought a bakery. Maybe that would have been better for him. So they're at this cake tasting, but they were eating ice cream like crazy. I guess she doesn't care too much. Whatever no, sweets she eats it whatever. Is. She's there with, with Michael's family. And once his aunts uh, agreed to pay for the wedding, then it was on. Bring out the cake. Mm. The lady brings out like 10 different types of wedding cakes to sample. There was also, I don't know if you noticed this, there were like a couple plates of frostings. <laughs> Nothing but straight <laughs> frosting. It looked like whipped cream on a plate. She went right for that. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. She's mm. like, oh, have you tried, have you tried this frosting with mm. a mouthful of frosting? <laughs> that was kind well, of a mess. And there's not a whole lot to them this time. But as they were grilling Angela and Michael, well, she said, what are you going to do after you get married? And in typical Angela form, she comes out with, they're going to have sex. We're going to have marital sex. She said. Inside the marriage. <laughs> the family said, and babies. And that was, you're just throwing a wet blanket over everything. Yeah, she about choked on her cake at that moment. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There was a small argument that ensued. And I think when we were watching it together, you'd said you weren't a big fan of her tone during that. Yeah, because she kind of takes the... The attitude like it's only familial pressure that makes him want to have a kid. But that's not it. And they did a side interview with him where he almost seemed a little heartbroken. And he said, you "You know, Angela doesn't see that I, as a person, 
want to be a father. When he talked about having a little one and sitting him on his knee and chasing him around, like you can see that he legitimately desires to be a father. And he strikes me as someone who would be a good father, yes. someone who wants to be. She kind of discounts that and kind of just puts all the emphasis on the fact that his family says it's their culture. But that's not the whole reason that he wants a kid. You know, she throws out the term African man yeah. or Nigerian man all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that wasn't very nice. Like even last week you saw him trying to talk to her about it. And right, but she she's just not yeah, getting it. She's listening. That's too bad. And the and the aunts sort of lose their enthusiasm when she fesses up that it doesn't look like she can have a kid, and that if she tried to, that they would end up with health problems. That it would be very risky. They basically said, if you can't convince his mom, you're screwed. You know what, she should, Anders should have brought some little pizzas with her. Right. That would have maybe won everybody over. Right. That's the trick. Right. Her, her kryptonite is cake, and we think that Michael's family's kryptonite <laughs> might be pizza. A little personal and, pan pizza. I was just going to say, a pizza can have babies. Look at that little personal pan there pizzas. There you go. Everybody's <laughs> happy. I got cake. You got pizza. Everything's perfect. <laughs> They've never seen that before. Hmm. Something <laughs> Well, well, she was moaning, eating every yes. bite of cake. Like, maybe she might like cake better than sex, I think. Right. <laughs> she was moaning like like we think Jess and Colt would be when Debbie, right. Debbie was right, in the right. other room. Right, yeah. They're a wreck. Really? Train wreck. You no, know, we leave off with with the Vanessa bombshell, and that's, that's really right where it picks off this time. And Jess just takes off. She says, I am out of here. So she storms off, and... And I thought the funny thing was Debbie, at this point, she's still... Milking it, trying yes. to make sure Colt is all on the right side of the issue. And then he says, well, I'm going to go check on her. And and, no. Oh. Well, not even check. She's, you know, you could get hurt. I'm afraid of what she's going to do. Yeah, she tried she to could, say she might come in in the middle of the could, night and, and conk you on the head while you're exactly sleeping. Exactly, conk what on the, the head heck? while you're sleeping. I'm like, where did that come from? And she says, you know, the bed pulls out. There's a trundle bed? Yeah, it pulls out. <laughs> you could sleep here with me, The couch pulls out, <laughs> and you could just sleep on the couch. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what? Are you for real? He's got his own room, for goodness sakes. And he didn't he didn't say anything other than he did get up and leave. Right. And, and she was clearly like here's, she, she, went, she was Damn. she went yeah, she went <laughs> darn. Like that was her plan. Her plan was that he didn't go out and chase after her right. again. She goes down into the lobby and she got Vanessa's number from Colt's phone. Oh yeah, and confirmed. Yeah, that they so, talk every day. So there was back and forth and she came back up to the room again. So she came before that whole Yeah, she threw her he- high heels at him. Yeah, she came up and 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 stormed into the room and yelling about the phone and I, I love the um the the attempt she made that dress is a little tight and <laughs> Jess isn't the skinniest person yeah. so to reach down without sitting and to grab one of your shoes I don't know if you noticed but she missed the first time did she she threw a foot up in the air to try and grab it but she didn't quite make it she it just swung and missed <laughs> I guess she wasn't going to slip her shoes off and bend all the way down I think that dress may have popped up if she did that <laughs> so she missed the first time picked up the second time she got her shoe and flung it and 
I, she just about hit the camera, man. She came <laughs> really to the left of Colt and, yeah. and just missed the cameraman by about a foot. I'm surprised she didn't take out the window. So then she went for her other shoe. Now, that first one, she winged it pretty hard with her right hand. The second shoe, I noticed, she got with her left hand, and she threw it with her left hand across and backhanded it over to him, which you couldn't get any force on it. And she managed to get that to where it was headed to his knee. I couldn't tell if he blocked it with his forearm or if it bounced off of his knee. But this was the one that after he was he was complaining about, he didn't know how violent Jess yeah, was. What the heck? And she attacked, you know, her shoes and they had <sighs> heels on them. He's so dramatic. I'm like, this thing was moving. It had arc on it. It was moving so yeah. slow. And like he would five poor, miles an hour. Poor yeah. Colt. Yeah, he, he's poor, pathetic. Poor Colt got assaulted by Jess in her one mile an hour shoe right. that was to, at heels. It could have put an eye out. He could have really been hurt. I think the funny thing is Jess just she just laid on him and just kept going. So she packed up her stuff and went to the elevator. Now Colt's oh, can you give me five minutes? Please, just five minutes. Let's She's talk like, no, for five go minutes. away. So he's trying. To, I don't think he's physically blocking her, but he's positioning himself in the way. She goes to get in the elevator. He gets in the elevator. She slides out. And, and then he pops out. She slides in. He slides in. And in a brilliant move, the cameraman hops in. So you've got an elevator the size of my closet, or maybe half the size of my closet. And you've got three people, and literally they're just they're face, smashed faces. They're face to face <laughs> with each other. And so, what do you do here? And you know, the cameraman was great because he's there. I mean, I give my credit to him hopping in. Yeah, I don't want this to go. And he he probably wasn't looking to run down the steps and pick up what was going on. Well, I don't know what she was thinking, throwing her shoes off and You're then not, leaving. Okay. That's not. what I was thinking to myself at the time. Like, what is she going to do? Well, she, go outside with them shoes now? She came back in, and that's when she got her bag. During that whole thing, she packed up her bags. When she left the first time, her bags weren't there. Right. She came back she went the back second to their time. Room and got she, her stuff. She went and got her bags, and mm -hmm. so that's when they went downstairs, and 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 she just continued. Poor Colt. Colt is a good boy. <laughs> Yes, Colt is a good boy. Yeah, she'd had it at that point. And that's you could what tell she said. there was no turning back. She said, let's just talk for five minutes. And, and she just she kept said, everything going. everything you say is lies. Bye. She said, I'm going to go and sleep with my boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He said, well, he's trash. And she goes, well, you're worse than trash. Right. She said, this is what she said. This was, I mean, wicked. Mm. She told him, she said, you're going to die alone. Is what she said. Yeah, that was pretty wicked. Ouch. I mean, that's, that hurts to the core. Yeah. And then she she got in with the taxi and, and left. And then poor Colty is just standing there alone again. It's just bad. Yep. It's over. I think that's it. Oh, right? yeah, that's done for sure. She didn't look. She was pulled. I think she pulled a rose. Well, and the way that uh, her family is and how... Uh, close-knit they are it'll just take one word from her to her daddy and he'll never approve and that's the end of that he, she said from the beginning that if her dad didn't like him that she wouldn't see him again well, her dad likes she's him. she's a daddy's girl well yeah, but wait till she tells him yeah but that's fine they got saying they got football in common they could is, always talk this about this is football. just like tim and melissa's dad hmm. i think those two are closer 
Yeah, I right. think Tim and Molly. Well, yeah, sure, because I, they actually have a relationship. I think they do. They've been seeing each other for a long time. I guess so. through social media and internet and I texting, mean, it's all translated. Yeah, and, and let's not forget that with Colton, Jess, Jess they really just met. <laughs> I mean, that is they kind of got together in like a couple of weeks. Well, they so. had a weekend, yeah. a weekend in Chicago, yeah. and then this, they really haven't had time together. No. And then on that time on the beach. And I'm so in love. <laughs> I was going to, he said, I was going to marry you. I was going to propose to you. He's just weak. <laughs> but everybody gets what they want. Debbie gets what she wants. Yep. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She is right on this one. Yeah. Her behavior is horrible. Horrible. But Deplorable. She, is, she is right. Yeah. They had no business together. Well, it was the same with Larissa. But, you know, after he made such a big deal out of her throwing the shoe and trying to say that was so violent, I was, like, scoffing at that point and thinking, well, was anything Larissa did actually so bad in their domestic disputes? Or was he just calling the police and woe is me like that? Yes, Colt is a good boy. Right. I can't understand what she would... Let's be honest with what he was doing here. Colt was lying the whole time. Let's yeah, not forget that. She this is this is such a you know, you can tell just a liar and and I see it. She said well, you've been talking to her. And I think it's been true that he hasn't been talking to her every day. I think he's been texting her every day. So she threw the phone down and said you've been talking to Vanessa. He goes, "Well, I haven't been talking to her." And I you knew I knew exactly what he was doing right then. He was telling the truth. Well, I haven't been talking. Well, to they her. had dinner together. Well, it wasn't even then. I think while they were in, you know, while they were in Brazil, you've been talking to her every day, and he he probably hadn't talked to her at all. Uh huh. But they were texting back right. and forth. So she was looking at the text and saying talking, and he was going, "We're not talking." He's being technical, like yes. Bill Clinton. Yeah, I did not have sexual relations George, with that woman. A George Costanza. <laughs> if you believe it, it's true, and yeah. I think he believed it. I'm not talking to Morning. her, and that's just. I can't stand sleazy people. That's like that. just a lie, and yeah. he knew what he was doing. Right. And speaking of sleazy people, <laughs> so we've got Larissa and Eric. Goodness gracious! So we left off last week with Larissa and. And Carmen giving her the I told you so's. Right. When the bell rings and they make us think it's the police. And that she's going to hide in the closet or something. Right. It's great. <laughs> and who does it turn out to be? Amazon. It's Amazon. <laughs> right. I got the delivery. It was a dog. I think it was a dog collar or a dog harness is what Carmen said it was. <laughs> That's funny. It's great. You know, it's wonderful editing because there's no drama in right, that scene. Right. It's, it's just two people talking. And well, That's kind of what I've been saying, even with these cliffhangers from one week to the other. They're so heavily edited out of context that you just really don't know it's coming. They make it look horrendous, and it could be absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It's Amazon. So, yeah, so, you know, I try not to get hooked by the, the teasers. I don't know. You seem... We were, we're watching Although this today. next week, it yes. looks like it's all going to pot. Yes, it does. <laughs> Stay tuned. Wait, you've been tricked again. I got you. I don't know. It's really got my brain working. Nah. The gears are turning. Now you worked. They, they're going to keep doing it. We pick uh, Larissa back over at Eric's place, or her and Eric's place again, where they... It's all weird, the two of them. I don't really understand that relationship. They have another big fight, arguing back and forth. He's kind of creepy. You should apologize to me. I'm not going to apologize to you. You're a loser. It's you. The sex was bad. (laughs) It's just back and forth. I couldn't help but think of these two. 
we've seen enough for those intervention shows. Just I guess just to be honest, we're probably I don't know if we're TV junkies, but it seems to be lately it's intervention, hoarders, right. 90-day fiancé, and there's always 48 hours, dateline, all that's mixed right. into it. Frontline. <laughs> but there's been a lot of intervention that's popped on, and I can't help but when I think of Larissa and Eric, and I'm not saying they're on drugs, but the two of them seem like two junkies. Yeah, codependent. That are codependent on each other, living together, and it's sad. Yeah, because they don't really belong together. But they're just stuck together. <laughs> yeah. And these two, I think, really fit into that category. Right, because she has to be making some kind of move towards qualifying for a visa of some kind. She was pretty clear before she went and called him up again that that was her intention, that she had to have a relationship with somebody with the hopes that maybe she could get married and apply for another visa. Because otherwise she, she doesn't qualify for any and she's running out of time. I think she just went back to Eric because she probably knew he would he would try again. Because he's a loser. Can't she just go to some GameStop and you see some <laughs> guy come in there without, without a ring. And he's going in there, he's trading in his... She's showing off all of her plastic surgery. She doesn't even she she doesn't even need to show off anything. <laughs> Just sit outside of a GameStop and look around. You Find see, some lonely somebody. Somebody. It's simple. <laughs> yeah. What's a step above GameStop that would fall into that same? You're not going to a gym because uh, it's, Best Buy. <laughs> it's possible. So yes, that's it, pretty geeky. Best Buy's pretty geeky. You could probably do that. Yeah. you can't go anywhere now with a pandemic. But they even have the Geek Squad. But, but that would Best be Buy. the place to go. <laughs> go here. You're gonna find a guy. Where are these guys hanging out? Uh-huh. She really needs an older guy. She doesn't need somebody so young. Yeah, forty is what she's. She probably needs somebody who's forty plus. Yeah, would be best for her. This young drama stuff. She, yeah, it just not good. She needs a guy who sits at home. I don't know though. Maybe she likes the drama. David. But boy, you can you can hey, turn da- her David, up fast, can't you? Doesn't David live in Vegas? Yes. So there you go. Yeah, he wants the quiet life. He wants a a more submissive kind of girl. You give him a little bit of what Larissa's got, and I <laughs> bet you could swing David into just about anything. Well, plus Flat Larissa likes a... money, and that's from what, what I hear, David's got two and a half mil. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I yeah. think we've got, and they're in the same town. Yeah, She's but she'd actually, she'd actually spend all of his money, though. He, he right. needs that money to last. He wants to retire now. She'll take it when it's over. He's not going to live that much longer. <laughs> That's the matchup. I got him. It's the hookup. Everybody wins. He wants to live in a uh, an RV, though. I think it'll be fine. Travel. She'll have money. She, she's got to, at some point, bring her children. Could she? Oh, that's right. I forgot about them. Right. Well, she's forgotten about them, too, so we <laughs> forgot about them. It does seem that way, doesn't it? It does really seem sad. a bit. Yeah, they don't even show her, like, calling home and having conversations with her kids or they anything. May they may not want to, or she has probably said not to do that, whatever it is. Somebody who did see their kids this week is a Suelu's mom. Wow. That was that was really so. If we handle this, if we handle this in chronological order, and the only way I'm trying to do that for the show is because there's such a wonderful scene before they go and meet mom 
about the ghost in the house. <laughs> that was and, hysterical. And with all, I was afraid with all this other stuff going around that we would somehow forget the ghost. I didn't know how Kalani was going to respond to him saying that he couldn't go to the bathroom. No, no. And because there was a ghost. No, it would be... It would be you and me would be talking if we said I couldn't go to the bathroom because I couldn't see the ghost. He says I was going to poop is what he said. Yes. I really had to poop is what he said. <laughs> I started laughing. My, but I couldn't because of the ghost. Yeah. And then she said she couldn't get up and go pee because she heard the ghost talking. She said she heard voices. Yeah. And she said she believed that there was a bad ghost in that place. And I was like, what? These two are both crazy. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Maybe I understand better now how they got together. (laughs) One of the boys had his... They were. He was on one of those nabbies, is what he what he was, a little tablet. So <laughs> I'm sure that's what she heard. And Swaylu was probably he was probably just hungry. So they went to the. I guess Portland is well known for their food trucks. Food trucks, and from what I've heard, they're really popular there. They went to go see. They went to go meet them. Well, before they met them, they met them the day before, didn't they? They spent the day at the park. That's where it happened. That's where. <laughs> The whole kissing his mom thing. Yeah, when they met. Yeah. That was weird. And, you know, we watch something and we think it, well, that seems odd. But you think you're the only one that thinks that. Well, here's the thing. I I saw it and I was... I was confused at first, but what I was thinking in my head was, well, it's probably just the camera angle. She's probably kissing his cheek, except that it went on for what seemed like 10 minutes. I'm like, who kisses their child that long? A grown man. It felt like Joe Biden smelling one of those girls is what it was. Yeah. Like, you this know, is creepy. Once in a while, one of the kids might kiss me. You know, Hayden might come and say happy birthday or something, give me a kiss. I... I automatically turn my cheek, you know? It's just a... Well, he was not trying to kiss you on the lips anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, but I, it's it's like instinct. And, I think, and it's just a quick peck, you know? I, they were like making out. I think like, he what froze. the heck is happening? His hands were down to his side. I don't think he knew what to do. That was bizarre. It was one of the oddest things I've seen. And, and she was like moaning, oh, my baby. And they showed Kaylani and her sister. And they were like, what the heck is happening here? It was just a tough day for Kaylani's sister. It was just weird for her all the way around. But what I do love is Kaylani seems really funny now. She talked about the the not pooping on an airplane. And then this thing, she, she goes right in and just hammers him. And not like, I don't believe you and your mom are kissing like that. She's joking on him. She's busting his chops. You and your mom kissing. Oh, we weren't kissing. And she's like, yes, he you got were. really defensive. Yeah, well, of course. He, he was upset. He like walked off like he didn't know what to say. What are you I, supposed I picture to? his cheeks turning purple or something. What are you supposed <laughs> to say there? But she hammered on him. So yeah, that was pretty funny. And, and it wasn't like she was being, well, I don't say she was being mean because she probably was. But she was, <laughs> she was just giving him the business. No, I wasn't the one kissing my mom. But the big deal was when they went to dinner at the food truck. Oh, yes. And he paid for all this food. So I looked. And it was a lot. He, had, he got looked. the best of the best. Best of the best. 
That's what I think I want to name this. I'm going to change the name of the... There's so many things you could name this <laughs> best episode. Best of the best. Best of the best. Everything. So and did funny. you look? It was like $9 yes. a platter. Insane. So, so and he walked away with like six plates of each stuff. Each of them had a plate. There were six of them. And there were three others in the middle. Yeah. So there's at least a lot of numbers. There's at least, you know, $90 there. You know the food. food truck guy was going, this guy barely speaks English. I'm going to give him everything I got. And then they all got drinks on top of that. A drink's going to be $5 yeah, at one insane. of those things too, I would imagine. So it's easily over $100 they just dropped. And they were like, pick, pick, pick at the food. You know, like they they weren't acting grateful you at all. Wouldn't let that happen. No, there would not be a French fry left on we a plate. We would be where is the dollar menu? Is what it would exactly. be for us. Is it what do you have for a dollar? And, and if then, somebody didn't finish something, somebody else would reach over. Here's and Here's what we would end off. up with: the five of us would be there <laughs> and split something. Split two meals is yeah. how that would go. Yeah. If we would get out of there with twenty bucks, is what you spend nine dollars yeah. exactly. for two of us. There'd be two platters in the middle, yeah. and and we would fend. Everybody would fend for themselves. It would be just enough to keep you from being hungry. Mm-hmm. We've been there, done that in been like there, Washington, D.C. It's called, <laughs> what it's called, it's the feeding frenzy. Right. We try to take pictures of that. There'll be a platter of nachos and there's yeah. just elbows and arms flying. Right. In. Everybody's but, competing for their, their four chips they get to have that, <laughs> before it's all gone. That would have been enough for the excitement yeah. for the evening. Yeah. Except for it gets quick because Asuela says, he, I have gifts for you. And keep in mind... That she does not work. She is a stay-at-home mom. Hmm. He's only working part-time. They it's like don't eight, eight have, bucks an hour. Yeah, they do not have a lot of money. She said last week he brings home like a thousand a month. And they've been taking all these trips. I mean, they just went to what? To what uh, uh, California hmm. for the birthday trip, and now they're in Washington. They were talking about going to uh samoa they're living pretty tight and Mm. they are living with her parents now so they're getting help Mm. and they got two kids there's not a lot of money flowing here but he just bought like a what 48 dollar can of spam (laughs) and that was pork this is it's essentially spam spam is pork this was beef this is corn canned beef is what this is it's gross it is gross. it's all the same it probably is so he just spent that, and aside from the, all the gifts he bought, which was $200 worth of stuff. And he brought them. Yeah, he did. He announced he had. I have gifts yep. for you. Yeah. And they said, oh, you do? And do you have money, money. money from mom? <laughs> and he looks How away. How much did you bring? And and he ends up saying 100 even though what they had agreed to was 50 They could have agreed to more. But you know, I think he felt pressure in the moment oh crap i better say more than than what we planned kaylani didn't she didn't blink so i don't i think she didn't have a problem i think that was probably what they agreed to. they didn't even ask to see the gifts did you did you see what the deaf sister did did you see she signaled 100 (laughs) and then and then too small Uh and then the other sister interpreted for her and said "Uh, that's too that's not enough that's too little (laughs) that was funny and then they explained why, and for the first time, I was proud of Asuelu. Yes, yes, because he stood his ground, and and he honestly explained they could just couldn't afford it. He has to provide for his own family. They're already getting help from her family, and he wasn't going to ask them for any more. And in the call, it was it was her and she, and I'll ask right. her. Uh-huh. And this time, it he was, was different. kind of throwing her under the bus. It was we, right. And us. Which let them know they had discussed it and it agreed upon it. Well, that wasn't good enough. 
for mom. Yeah, boy, they were so obnoxiously rude. Unbelievable. I couldn't they believe. Her parents, her parents are rich. They can take care of the kids. You've got to send us the money. I need the money to send. She needs money to send to Samoa. And, and to the church. So and I got to whatever. Think, what is this? Some kind of uh, chain Samoan. Yes. Yeah, pyramid <laughs> scheme that they've got Crazy. running. Everything goes back to Samoa. Kelani decided that she probably had enough as they were as they were getting on her. And I was really impressed that Kalani's sister did did not open her mouth. I love it what she said. Because she's pretty outspoken. But she said before all of that, this was the most uncomfortable dinner that she'd <laughs> ever been to. And she's probably been to a few. A lot. <laughs> I mean, Asuelu is still a part of the family. There's been some uncomfortable meals. And so the bomb still hasn't hit yet. Kelani asked the big question. Yes, I couldn't believe. She was so quick. Just came right out with to the sister. Oh, so how much money do you send? Yeah, she said, do you send money? <laughs> and, and, and then she was dead quiet and then gave this look, this stare that could kill. And she's like, that's none of your business. Like, oh. And that's the end. Drop. <laughs> like, wow. So, no, she doesn't send any money, and wow. she wants to be on the receiving end of the money. So, when we look around the table, and, and I'm not saying it's the man's job to provide, but you've got a bunch of women sitting there on that side of the table, and if it's the man's job Waiting to provide, where, oh, where are their men? <laughs> where where are their men? I think that sounds horrible for me to say, but I think you get what, I, what, I'm, right. what I'm going with that. If they need a Swelu to provide for them, maybe their men are sending money to their moms to send to Samoa. It's bizarre. I don't know how all that works. But, you know, if you remember Pedro and Chantel, they had a similar kind of issue because his mom and sister were always asking for specific gifts. I need a 50-inch TV. Mm. I need a toaster oven. Yeah. I need a microwave. And and in addition to that, they wanted him to send cash also. And he felt obligated to do so. And that was also a bone of contention with he and Chantel also. Money's always the issue. So what is it with, it's like all these other countries think that Americans are just rich and that mm. once you go there, it's like well, your obligation to share the wealth Maybe it's like Chuck. You know, maybe that's the deal. You were telling me, I think you thought, and even last week you were getting into it, that you thought part of Andre even getting up and leaving was to stick Chuck with yeah. it. With this stick Chuck with the bill. Well, it just showed that he, he didn't give it a second thought, so at no point did he ever intend to pay the bill. He, I, he I, just assumed Chuck was paying it. I think the emotions were so high. On He's sitting in the room, and he's telling them to leave. So I don't think he had a problem with them leaving. But I don't think he expected to pay the bill. His brother would have taken care of it. Or, or just something. like he didn't ask about a budget for the wedding either. And he just says, oh, well, $5,000? Sure. Uh, that sounds good <laughs> for this meal that we're going to have. Sadly, without I asking. was... Hoping for a fight between Charles and Andre. Yeah, I, re I really was. That's sad. I know, but I, I really was rooting for it. Yeah, I just Well, was. Andre's such a big dude. I mean, you know that Charlie would have gotten his butt whipped. I spent about 30 seconds researching Charlie and that whole family. And I pulled out a list of DUIs and <laughs> 
drug charges and Charlie's got a couple of them and and all of them not all of them that's a healthy chunk of that family has driving on suspended licenses yeah what's up with that so how do you get your license suspended especially when you're I don't know 21 22 multiple multiple DUIs also like if you have a slew of major traffic violations and you haven't and and you haven't paid the tickets you're not having that at 20 probably not at 20 I mean, it would be serious are, stuff like reckless driving, like DUIs, you know, high and, speeding. Or and he had a cocaine. Charlie's got a cocaine yeah. possession. So in. all that that proved to me was this is such a privileged family that they think they live above the law. Mm-hmm. And and his his attitude when he speaks, Charlie, I'm talking mm-hmm. about, exudes that same impression. I'm special. I think <laughs> I think Charlie's a guy. He's like Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> He just needs to have his butt kicked. Yeah, please. yeah. He just needs to get stomped. And I think a stomping in suburbia in Florida is not like a stomping that you'd get in, in Moldova. Moldova. No kidding. I think with an American laying on the ground in a Soviet bloc country, I'm sure a ton of people are coming over right. and going to get a piece of him. Exactly. And you even saw the way. Look, Andre's a tough guy. You can tell. He's a bouncer. He was a bouncer. If you had to think of violent people in a bar, what nationality would you come up with? Uh, probably the greatest scent of violence. From, Russian. I'm going straight for the Irish. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where he was a bouncer. He was right. a bouncer in an... And I totally see him a, in that role. A foreigner in an Irish bar as a bouncer. Do you think you're going to just drag Irishmen out of a bar? No. You're not you doing gotta it. You got to kick some butt. Yeah, you're kicking butt. Yeah, so of drunk people. Yeah. So Charlie's So you got angry so, <laughs> Irishmen. So what did Chuck say? That are belligerent <laughs> and intoxicated. Chuck said, this is the best of the week. Chuck said, my son, I could have had to get my son out of the hospital. And Charlie's like, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and nobody is even looking at Charlie. Right. They all know it would have happened. Right, exactly. Would, Charlie would have been in the hospital. Right. Even Chuck didn't even question that for a minute. If they're in a fight, my boy's <laughs> going to the hospital. I know Chuck was pretty calm. He didn't want to get into a fight. He was at least smart enough about that. Right. So I'd have to get my son out of the hospital. <laughs> That's not happening. Nah, whatever. Uh, we're all but, laughing. But they get outside and, and Andre slips right back into, you're my wife. You got to defend me. And I think Libby could do a better job. And Andre overreacted. You wish he could be above that. Right. But he was intoxicated. So. And he, he's not capable. It's yeah. just not his He's too rough set. around the edges to start with and then add the alcohol on top of it. And he was just going off. Yeah. And then he went two boots into Libby out there. About, yeah. That was messed up. Yes. But that's who he is. And she was embarrassed. That's why know? it's hard. It's hard to root for either of them. One right. week I'm I'm team Andre. The next week, you know, I'm team. I'm never. I mean, at this point, you can't root against Libby. Right. She's been, I guess, a victim in all of this. There's no sort doubt of. about it. Well, I mean, she conveniently uses her dad. She's enabled. <laughs> she does some manipulation for sure. Right. But uh, that's the family she was raised mm. in. She's doing what she was taught. That's just the way it works. Evidently, right. who doesn't do what they're taught? Oh, Paul. Paul doesn't do what he's taught. His mom is. His mom seems like she's got her head on straight. Right. This is what you've got to do, Paul. This is just it. Do this. And I think that is why Karini was so 
taken aback that Paul's mom didn't kind of take her under a wing and kind of make her feel comfortable and help her out being new to the country because they did have a good relationship and she was very level-headed unlike paul carini drops the ultimatum on him you've got what two months right two months to get things straightened out and they're still arguing and we got to see paul run again and we know what actually happens we got to watch (laughs) paul run I got to think with as much running as he's done. I, you know what? All I need is five minutes with the it's guy. It's like his gut reaction. And I think I could teach him how to run. He just <laughs> he just doesn't do it right. He didn't spend any time outside playing. Because he just can't run. He has no physical ailments. It's horrible. It's embarrassing to watch him run. His ailments are mental. Yes. No doubt about it. So he didn't have a whole lot going on. And we kind of know, know how all that ends up. There's not a whole lot to do with Paul this time. But we got right. Sinjin and Tanya. And uh, I think all this two. is a setup. Think what's going to end up happening. He's going to stay. Yeah. I called it from the beginning. I told you when they were going to go that I said, I bet he doesn't come back. And they're setting it up to look that way. Yeah. Because he's been belly aching for a while about how he doesn't like it in America and he hasn't made any friends and he doesn't have a job and she doesn't like him going out drinking and he misses partying and he misses his brothers and his family and this and that. So now that he's back there, they're just showing one scene after another of him living it up with his family and his friends and and his drinking and his old haunts. And She said for him to go out, she'd spend time with the girls and him go out with the fellas and he didn't bat an eye. I don't think he wants her around with her and the boys. Yeah. And he even said, I may not go back. I'm right. having a good time and might not go back. Right, that was in the preview. And Tanya was a bit down with the, the mom and the sisters. So. Yeah, I think she was trying to feel them out mm-hmm. a little bit for whether or not there was any hope of him knuckling down and getting a real job being serious or not. She's starting to doubt, I think. We noticed when we were watching, they had that scene in the car where he was a little rough driving. Yeah, and- he started to to back out but he had it in drive and kind of went up over the curb or something and and she like had a panic attack she starts crying and being hysterical and uh said she had flashbacks to her accident and and the first thing you said well then why isn't she wearing a seatbelt yeah seatbelt was (laughs) it it wasn't like she wasn't even wearing it the seatbelt was you could tell it was fastened behind her and she was sitting on it I'm sure an alarm would go off if you didn't right. have the seatbelt engaged. The car was new enough. Yeah, so and she he got, was wearing one. She got in the car, attached the seatbelt, and then sat on top of it. It surely doesn't sound someone who's got a PTSD thing about driving. Right. And her injury is only in her foot. Mm, so you, yeah, that doesn't, that wouldn't hold her up in any way. Right. I think it's probably that the seatbelt would cover up her boobs or something. That's what so I was thinking. She didn't want to have didn't that want to look that way on camera so or something. I've got something that I really think that she's just there to throw a wet blanket over him. Whenever he's happy, she's there to knock him down a peg. I don't think she wants him happy. No, I don't know about I do. that. Uh, I mean, I don't know, think they belong together in the first place. I, I'm not I, I don't think that they're point. compatible and I think they probably both have a drinking problem, but he clearly has a drinking problem. I get it. And he's immature. They're both horrible people, really. I can't imagine them working out. I don't expect that at all whatsoever. Didn't from the beginning. I I mean, they were doomed the day that she said, you're not my soulmate. I I can't fathom why they actually got married after that. If, If what she's doing isn't purposeful, if she isn't making an effort, like a real effort to just make him unhappy, then I think she's 
subconsciously she's doing it? I think, you know, she, deep down inside, she's actually afraid he's going to be too happy there and want to stay. She does it when he's there. She said that when they got there. You started her sipping tea. She was just trying to oh, delay yeah. him going to the airport, even if it for right. 30 seconds, just right. to try and... Delay yeah. his happiness. Yeah, and they both said they mess with each other. They say things that are hurtful on purpose. Mm. I mean, they're just they're just children, really. Yes. They they have no business being married. And tune in tomorrow for Ninety Day Fiance: The Other Way, Season Two, Episode Eleven. You've been listening to Ninety Day Fiance: Coupled with Chaos. If you'd like to hear more from Kelly and Steve, look for their other podcast, Coupled with Chaos, in any podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, they can be reached at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. They can also be found at Coupled with Chaos on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 